welcome into Game Aesthetic, episode 77. My name is Alex Light, and I'm back in the saddle after a couple weeks off. Shout out to both the boys here holding down the fort, doing a phenomenal time. Appreciate the hell out of you guys. You guys did absolutely phenomenal. And I'll shout out to Keontae, who was on last episode. Good time. A little quiet. He knows this. Not dogging him. A little quiet. A lot of editing there for me, but it was, it was still a good episode. I still enjoyed the past two episodes that you guys put on. Zach, John, how you boys feeling today? I appreciate the hell out of you guys. You guys did great. I mean, I'm doing good. Ready to go. I got my fix of games this week. This was really the first week, honestly, I felt the February release schedule. Oh, yeah, because you had, like, Dynasty Warriors come out, and you've been playing a lot of Lost Ark with yeah. it as well. What about you, John? How you feeling? Uh, feeling all right. Uh, back on the couch this week. Uh, more comfortable, right? Yeah, I got more space to move around in. Yeah, but they, uh, they I, I still haven't felt the February release schedule because I've just been playing Lost Ark. So, yeah, I mean, you, you felt it in that capacity, but that's about it. As far as I'm aware, one game came out. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about here today. Of course, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I picked that up. Uh, I've been I've dumped about I think 14 hours is what I'm in so far. Having a good time there. Uh, more Lost Ark stuff. Got some Cyberpunk chat. Uh, Dynasty Warriors, of course, from Zach. It's gonna be a good time, good episode. If could, so if you could definitely subscribe to the channel, we definitely appreciate that. As well as check out our website, Sparky3.com. You can sign up for free uh, and get lots of different like extra perks and stuff. And as well as you can also pay five, $5 a month and you get early access to our podcast episodes. Yes. Keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, we also have our merch here, sparky3shop.com, uh, where we will also have a promo code launching the day this episode comes out for a terrible football show promo code, ATFS, for 25% off, uh, ranging from the 22nd to the 5th for the season two kickoff of a terrible football show. Terrible football show merch will finally be on the website with our new logo that I will reveal that day. So make sure to go support that if you are a fan of the show, as well as, I mean, it's the works for the whole site. So just go pick up merch for anything. Go get the B, please. I did get some B merch. Yes! I did get some B. I got it in. It looks great. It looks fantastic. Trust me, you got to get the B merch. Uh, you can also go check out our Discord, link down in the description below, as well as our socials like Gamesthetic Pod, as well as the other shows, Anime Plus, Triple Full Show, and Talk About Movies and stuff. I think I got it all. We good? I got it all. Oh, I was just counting out because every week I'd go, I don't know if I hit everything. I think I forgot the Discord both times. Uh, no, the Discord I, I seems I to be I, forgotten across I, the board. I think I hit them at the end because that was, <laughs> that was one where I was like, we'll, we'll hit it at the end. I know I threw it in at least one week. I like John's kickoff for, I think, the first episode I was out. Or it might have been last episode where, like, when you ran through everything and you're just like, I think I got everything. And John's like, well, if, if we didn't get it, we'll get it at the end. <laughs> so, I think he did that both weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is, which is the best way to look at it. Uh, boys, uh, what, what, what have we been up to this week? I know you got some Dynasty Warriors chat here in a little bit. Lost Ark, anything else we've really been up to that we want to chat about? I mean, I played a little of TFT. I mean, the new set's interesting. Um, main two things is the new Debonair and uh, Heztex. Uh, and then a bunch of new augments. I mean, I didn't get a whole play a lot. I played like two rounds of Hyper Roll, so I didn't really get to mess with it all that much. But it seems interesting. Um be curious to see what new builds come out of it. And apparently you, you and me, John, got an emote for hitting blue yeah, tier. I, I logged in and I saw it. And we, uh, I saw I saw all of our, our double up emotes that we got. I'm like, all right. Well, I didn't know I was getting that. But yeah, neither it. did I. Well, meanwhile, for me, I did jump into Cyberpunk. The next gen patch did drop on Tuesday. Yep. I uh, jumped into that. I only got through Act 1. Um so it does obviously look better and it runs very smooth. I haven't really had any like actual, thankfully I haven't had any crashes, which I still think is funny that you had zero crashes and you were playing on Xbox One X, whatever. Meanwhile, I'm on my PS5 and I had multiple, including my favorite crash was 
literally during the credits, the game crashed. I thought that was the perfect way to end my playthrough. But yeah, I've, you know, I've only got through Act One right now. Uh, game looks great. You know, doing the performance mode and everything, it runs very well. Uh, there is still some glitches. Uh, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. I saw people going on a friggin' tirade as yeah. soon as it just because of different things. I was just like, nah, I'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit though. It's not like at least for me, it hasn't been as bad as other people. Like I've only seen a couple of glitches. Like there was one where I, I just came walked around a corner and a guy, you know, an NPC was just at a, a food stand. He was like in the ground. Like, like you could only see his upper torso. Like, everything else was in the ground. That's wrong. That was not a glitch. That's normal. That food was just so fantastic. He literally went through the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I should have, I should have got some food, but I just went went about my way. Um, But I mean, like I said, it runs well. You know, they did add some uh, extra stuff to the game, quality of life stuff that really should have been in the game to begin with. Like, just the simple fact that you can now change your appearance, that you can change your hairstyle, which, you know, you know, doesn't really matter at the end of the day since you never see yourself anyway. Um, But you can change your hairstyle, put on makeup or whatever, do do whatever you're going to do. Now, one thing that I did think was pretty cool they added that I haven't actually went to go look at yet since I just got into Act 2 is, like, the ability to get other apartments. Uh, That is, you know, you get that access first in Act 2. I thought that was actually pretty cool because that still feels like something that should have been in the game to begin with, you know, uh, at least in my opinion. But, you know, especially since the whole, you know, focus of the game is becoming a legend in Night City, you know, getting all these eddies, getting fucking rich. And, you know, as you do stuff, you do get a lot of fucking money and you can just save up. So it's just like, what do you have to spend this money on besides like just some new guns and clothes? Like, you know, if you're going to be this legend of Night City, like go buy some new apartments or some shit. I mean, why would you do that? You could buy tons of drugs and hoes in that game. I mean, you can. Uh, you can, yeah, yeah. Uh, they added uh, an alternate appearance for Johnny Silverhand. Yeah, that was something. Yeah, they added that. Uh, like some like some uh, extra, some new guns, a uh, car you can get, crap like that. But one thing that they added that I thought was really funny that John also got a kick out, and so did a lot of people, is they added like some extra content for like the romance options. But the only one that was actually like really highlighted online is that Pan Am will send you lewds, which I thought was great because like I saw like a couple people tweet about like I saw like Mighty Keith like he quote tweets like I'm going to play Cyberpunk again, leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair. To, the only article I clicked on that I read through about the cyberpunk uh, update. I mean, and hearing about that, that just makes me think of just someone at CD Projekt Red going, how do we bring people back besides the next-gen console? We witcher it. And just add tons of loops. Yep. Just open your phone every once in a while. You'll see Pan Am about to get into the shower. And you respond. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you're a dirty girl, aren't you? <laughs> So that's worth another playthrough. There you go. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's running fine now. You know, we'll, we'll see how I feel about some of the other quality of life stuff as I, I get access to it. But right now, my focus, of course, is on Horizon, which I will chat about here in a little bit. Uh, some other things that we had uh, for us to chat about. One little follow up from last week involving Uncharted. I know you guys chat about it just real briefly there. Uh, it was 44% last week, 39% yep. this week. But it's got an 88% audience score, which I got to say is very shocking to me because like it's one of those things that I thought this movie was going to be a fun movie to watch but I felt like as some looking from the outside in that doesn't know a whole lot about uncharted right is I felt like the uncharted fans would probably hate this movie because to my understanding like they mashed 3 games into this movie and I thought that oh would, dang like cuz like there was a like like Sully I think it's no Sully is uh, one of the characters well yes. what, whatever um uh, Drake's brother, Nathan Drake's brother. Yeah, he doesn't even appear in the first game. He's obviously mentioned that he's in this. He movie. literally doesn't appear until the fourth game. Exactly. He has mentions, but he literally doesn't appear. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know he's already mentioned in this in movie. This 
kickoff movie of this franchise, whatever, I guess. The whole plane thing that takes place in the third game. Yep. So it's just like, I, I thought Uncharted fans, for example, would really hate this movie. But 88 audience score, I mean, I did think it would be a fun movie if you just go in and turn your brain off. But I don't know. I mean, but 39% for the, for the critics. But I don't know. I, I'll see it eventually just to see if it is a fun ride like I think it's going to be. But... I mean, it seems like it from everything I've seen. It just seems like a fun ride. Yeah. I never really committed it to being any type of uh, staying consistent with the original content, to be honest. Right, right. Now, one thing that we did get out of this week that got me immensely hyped up was the confirmation of Sonic the Movie 3. Oh, my God. He's still on the Sonic. Hell, yeah, I am, man. I Sonic mean, the Movie 3. Let's I, go. I wasn't surprised by this for the fact that... We haven't even seen gotten Sonic Two out in theaters yet, and they already announced Sonic Three and Knuckles. And I was like, God dang it! And it was like such like a low key announcement too. It was just like in a, like in a just a tweet from yeah. from uh, I think it was from Sonic the Hedgehog uh, Twitter, just from the president of Sega. So like, yeah, we are actively working on Sonic Movie Three as well as a Paramount Plus series uh, starring Knuckles. And I'm like, bro, we live in the best timeline right now. Um, you know, it, yeah, yeah, we do. We live in the best timeline. Not until I see Kirby live action. All right, I respect that. I don't. <laughs> he is going to he swallow want, everything. He doesn't want to see mouthful mode in live action. <laughs> I want to see mouthful mode in live action, let me tell you. I don't even know if I want to see a third Sonic movie come out. Hey, I'm pumped. If we Let's keep go. this up, John, we may get a Nintendo-verse. Yes. So then we have Detective Pikachu... Freaking! Well, that's dead apparently. Oh, is it? That's a shame. Yeah, which I... You know, just to, t- uh, just to tell you about that... It's so random to me because, like, the news just, like, low-key popped out recently where I was like, oh, yeah, Detective Pikachu 2 uh, was something that they were starting, and then they just canceled it. Oof. And that, that was it. It's like it just came out of nowhere, like, as if they made out to be a big deal, and everyone's like, whoa, 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 hold on. What? The first one was actually pretty good. It made a lot of money. What are you doing? But yeah. Okay, so scrap Detective Pikachu, but we have Sonic, get a Kirby film out. Then we got the Mario coming out. Fuck yeah. I know we can get, I know where you're going. We can get a Smash movie. Let's go. <laughs> I knew where you were going immediately. Or at least Mario and Sonic in the Olympic Games. Yeah. I don't, I don't like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am very excited for the uh, the third film um, because of the, uh, the possibilities of what could come after it as well. Because basically, like, the first movie, it's, like, you know, pretty much just, like, Sonic the Hedgehog game. Yeah. You know, some elements from that. It's on, like, you know, origin story. This Does game, he save a bunch of animals at any point? In the first movie? Uh, no. Because that was literally a whole thing. Mechanic. Yeah, it was the whole thing in the first game. I mean, this, I mean, the first one is just like your, you know, just your origin story, whatever. This this movie is gonna, you know, take elements of the second and third game. So the third movie could potentially take elements from. My idea is, I think the Sonic 06? Okay, now while I do think that could be a good movie, no. I think you know, I think what I think honestly what we'll see because I saw a lot of people clamoring for like obviously Shadow number one. I, I saw some people say it's like oh wouldn't it be so cool if like the the end credits was just like just like a puddle you know hyping up chaos whatever yeah. which that would also be cool. But I actually think it'll just be uh, Me- uh, Metal Sonic personally. That's what that's the route that uh, I think. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, that. I think they'll go that which is Sonic CD. Um, Have they introduced Amy at all? No, which would be introduced in CD, so it'd be in three. Um, so, I mean, that, that's the direction I think they would go is like, you know, basically take elements of, um, Sonic and Knuckles game as well as like Sonic, uh, CD. And that would basically be the third movie, which then could help set us up for, you know, like the next trilogy be like Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Heroes. That would, that, that, would, that would be, no. that would be the next set of games. Oh. He's trying to make six Sonic movies. Yeah, I am. Let's yes, go. He is. But I'm now curious, John, because with this, how well this has been going, what 
in that realm of games, Sega and Nintendo, what if it was a live action? Would you be actually sort of interested in? I don't know. I'm just I I'm hearing you guys talk about Sonic. I'm like, man, I don't know shit about Sonic because I never really played Sonic. And you guys are talking. He's talking about a puddle with chaos. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck any of that means. Chaos is literally just a alien life form in a puddle of water that takes on a water form. Yeah, that's all it is. And as he gets, like, each Chaos Emerald, he gets, like, a larger form. When he reaches perfect chaos, he's, like, a giant water dragon that Think floods the Think of Cell, in. but he's just a puddle. Bingo. And he just, like, floods the city. Um, and he just, like, he's just a giant water dragon. Okay. Yeah. Sonic Adventure was cool. Uh, but to answer your question, though... My answer. I would love to actually see Metroid. I think that'd be super I knew, cool. I didn't even bother asking you because I knew your answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that'd be really cool as live action. I mean, Kirby would be entertaining to me, but actual decent one would probably be uh, Star Fox. Star Fox would probably be my second pick. See, Metroid and Star Fox would be good. You know what would be fun, though? Captain Falcon? Yeah, F-Zero. I was going to say Yoshi. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to get Kirby mouthful mode, but he wants to get Yoshi. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yoshi I mean, would actually be sort of interesting. <laughs> Yoshi would be a little I mean, more interesting. And we have a possibility of that because of the Mario film coming out. I mean, true. I'm going for realistic here. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's realistic. <laughs> and if the Mario film does well, we have the possibility of Yoshi, Luigi, weird maybe princesses thing. It's it's a dumb how far this can go, though, if these are actually sort of decent. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, uh, Nintendo's going to try to rake in all the money that they can. I, so I would expect more movies. I mean, we already know Donkey Kong's in this movie, so the next movie will probably be a Donkey Kong starred movie. It's just going to be King Kong the animation. Or, <laughs> or it's just they all go off together and just play like and bake a they, cake. They spend like a week, <laughs> and it's just the adventures of them playing different sports. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm gonna cut this here because otherwise we need to rechange the title of this episode. To... <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna be talking about movies and stuff here soon. <laughs> Give us a couple more minutes, and I'm, I'm, we're gonna have to change the layout and shit, and do and do the intro and everything. All right, let's hop over to the next thing. Uh, so Atlas opened up a teaser website for Soul Hackers, uh, Devil Summoners, with a countdown that's ending on the 21st. The well, here's the thing: it's not necessarily Devil Summoners itself. This is maybe solely a Soul Hackers game. Okay, itself. Fair. fair. And Atlas is done doing some weird shit with this one again. And because they have a whole website that's literally just their little icon that's just like acquiring data. And it yeah, has yeah. a link to a live stream that's apparently going to go down Monday evening, mm-hmm. which I assume is going to be some reveal. Yeah. But so far, since the start activity of this site, every day they've been releasing a real fuzzy trailer with voice line, voice background showing off characters, which I assume is going to be the cast of the game. So I'm not entirely sure where this is going other than just being very weird because though I know the Soul Hacker games, I unfortunately have not been able to get my hands on any of them because those came out before I really became a Shimagami fan and really paid attention to the series. Right. So I, I know about them, and I would love to acquire a copy if I ever find it hunting. But uh, So if you have a copy that you don't want, give it to Zach. If it's decently priced. <laughs> Um. So I mean, I'd be down with it. So yeah, the question is: Is this going to be like a new game, or would it be like a remake or something, or a port? I, obviously, I know nothing about the the franchise. So. Based on what I've been digging through and seeing what other people said who have actually played the games, it was possibly leaning to, more towards a actual new Soul Hacker game rather oh, okay. than a remake. 
A lot of random old games getting new games here recently or remakes or something. Kind of like uh, some of the ones that were revealed in the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Like Live Alive, for example. Or Kelowna. Yeah, or uh, what was it? Like front, uh, like first like first mission. First mission. Yeah, that's a random one. Yeah, I forgot that was a series. I think a lot of people did. <laughs> you know what we need a remake of? Hmm. Ape Escape. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's uh, let's jump jump to the next one. Uh, you know, I, I think it's funny how this got put on the script because John's exact words were, "It's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm down for making fun of EA." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so EA put out like a uh, you know some comments here recently where like it was like an article where they basically partially blame the surprise Halo Infinite multiplayer launch as well as COVID for Battlefield 2042's like poor you know launch and its failure and everything. And then naturally, of course, afterwards they're denying these reports. But it's just like, bro, that's just, that, that's sad. That's pathetic we at this li- point. There's <laughs> tons of screenshots of your literal statement you put out. Yeah, exactly. Dude, this game is such a broken ass mess of a game that just really damages, you know, this, you know, pretty, you know, notable franchise. I mean, it's been a good franchise. I mean, yeah, there's been some rough patches, but there's never been anything as rough as 2042 has been. Like, like th- this is a wild, this is so wild to me with how, because like, even I, I'm not a Battlefield fan, but even leading up to this, like I remember, I remember Jimmy being on, and we and like we, you know, with you as well, John, and all of us kind of chatting about. It. It's just like, yeah, you know, this one looks cool, and I think it was me and you, John, where it's just like, oh yeah, we might be interested in playing this, and then now, and now look at it. Well, the other thing is the fact that he he tried to mention the surprise Halo multiplayer drop. It's like, dude, your your numbers were already shit before that. Yeah. yeah I was about to say, they had several weeks of out, out time before that even became a thing. It's like people were even, it's like people were just happier about the Halo because they got to leave Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God, escape. To it's a like, shooter that was actually working properly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all 2042 is. It's just a giant broken glob right now. And, and it hasn't gotten better, like, at all. Which is really rough because even like Battlefield Five had a rough take, and even Battlefield One had a rough take. But people still continue playing that they suffered through it till all the patches came out. And I still think it's funny because I remember what John said about this, where they they delayed season one of twenty forty two, and John's like, "How do you delay season one? The game's out." <laughs> but yeah, season one's delayed till the summer. Dude, EA is uh, EA struggling. <laughs> well, part of Part of the reason why people suffered through, like, Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 1, like, even though they had a little bit of a rough patch there, people stuck through it. Because, I mean, they didn't they didn't necessarily have that much to go back to. Yeah. It's like, now with this one, it's like, okay, well, you got two great games over here. Right. That we can just go play instead of playing this broken mess. So, I mean, kind of kind of timing on their part it's like screwing yourself over on your new game but i mean if anything 2042 is a great promotion for battlefield 5 and battlefield 1 <laughs> <laughs> here's the next gen we prefer the old gen <laughs> it's, it's like that keyboard meme it's like upgrade fuck go back i said go back <laughs> Oh, all right. So uh, next little thing that we have coming out. Well, it's not. Ne- it. I mean, to me, I consider it kind of a, on the little side, but a lot of the internet, not so much. But like, all right. So Nintendo is set to shut down the Wii U and 3DS eShops, which is I don't think a surprise to anyone. But wow. obviously, naturally, 
like everyone and their mother is now like up in like up in a tizzy because they I guess they they're just now discovering that this is a thing. <laughs> like you know, I look, I, it happens. Like this happens. Yeah. Like I don't know why anyone is surprised by this. Like you guys have to realize like you know, when it comes to maintaining these servers, the money that they're getting from these two servers probably is nowhere near enough to maintain the servers anymore. The Wii U is, like, the biggest failure in Nintendo's console history. Like, and of course they're going to aim to shut shit down. But now, but now I will say, while I'm, I'm, I'm bashing people, bashing this, you know, getting mad about this, because it's like, this is going to happen, right? I do agree with one thing. One thing that Nintendo does not do well is give you the ability to play their old games. That's the main point I was going to bring up. Yes. People are going to be mad about that because while they may not be making a lot of money from the 3DS, 3DS shop or like even the Wii U shop, the fact that it's there means there's a lot of the older games that you can't get on the Switch. Yep. Like there's a, there's plenty of games like on the Nintendo <coughs> eShop that are only available in 3DS shop yep. that I would love to play, and if they bring them over to the Switch, I will buy it immediately. Same. I mean, uh, how I, how I look at it is, I mean, as you said, this is something that's not really surprising. It happens after a generation passes and people stop messing with it, because like I periodically go to the 3DS shop throughout every the past couple of years, and I mean it really hasn't updated at all. Mm. So. For me, and I would suggest to other people, if there's something you actually care about that you would like to get off from 3DS, use this year to get it and be able to have it on your 3DS once these shops are gone. It's actually less than a year, though, because, like, while they said you can, like, redeem stuff up until 2023, like, the actual credit card functions, that stops in, like, March or April. I think it's April. And then this year? Yes. Like, like, that actually... Beginning of May, sorry. I know I said three different months, but it's like beginning of May. And then gift cards, I think that's going to cease in like August. So like it's actually less than a year. It's just like, you know, the 2023 thing is just like for downloadable stuff. But like also the other point about this, while yes, Nintendo does not do a great job in, in allowing you to necessarily play a lot of their old games. Like, you know, for people being very upset about this and trying to push back and trying to do the same thing they did with Sony, when Sony tried to, you know, cancel or stop the PS Vita, and the uh, PS3 servers, they, they postponed that for like a year. I think those are still active now and said to be turned off probably this year or next year. Mm-hmm. Either way, the backlash worked. This shit's been here. That's the thing that, that just kind of irritates me about this whole situation. It's like now that it's being taken away, now you're wanting to complain, even though it's literally been here the entire time. Like, you know, I understand the Wii U had a very poor launch, but like, you could have gotten it the entire time. It's been here the whole time. This virtual console has been here the whole time. Now, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and hard defend Nintendo on this because they do need to get this shit up, okay? They do need to give you options to get it. And I personally think they will. I, th- I, I really do. I really do think that once this is done, we will start to see something come up to the Switch in some capacity. But it's just like... It, 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 the only thing that's blown me away about this week is everyone pretending like this is like some new thing when it's like, okay, but hey, this has literally been here for like the past like seven or eight years. Like you've had access to this that you could have bought at any point. You know what I mean? And if you buy it, you got it. You know, you, you, know yeah. you, 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 you can still re-download. That's what they even said in the statements. Like for the foreseeable future, anything you buy, you can still download. So just download it, you're good. But I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's, well, I do, I understand both sides is basically what I'm kind of getting at with this whole thing. I mean, I'll play devil's advocate a little and say that um, 
did as a fuck thing. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of people who haven't bothered looking at that stuff, and this sort of brought to their eyes that, hey, we're losing this, and it's constantly a thing of any time in the gaming community that something's getting taken away, that people are just like, what's there? Why are you taking away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everything. I mean, it doesn't change a whole lot for me. I can still find cheaper prices if I find a physical copy. I think, I think part of it also is just the fact that like, it's like some people were probably holding off on buying stuff on the 3ds cons or 3ds shop. Yeah, at least in the in recent years, thinking okay, maybe it's going to come to the Switch shop, but it hasn't. So now they're it's like, and they've been waiting on like some of these announcements because Nintendo is usually good about anything that's on their previous consoles, whether it be their shop or anything. It gets it'll get moved over eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of that hasn't happened yet. So I don't know. I could I could see it being frustrating for people being like, "Well, I, I want this game now. I'm I guess I'll buy it on the 3ds shop," and then it's going to be real annoying if in a if later like a year from now, half of that stuff is on the Switch shop. Yeah. So it's like just a little. You're taking a gamble. It's if like you a little buy it now. a little thought there. It's like yeah, because there's. I mean, if, hell, if I could find my 3DS, I might buy some stuff because there's some games I want to that I do want to have that just haven't shown up on the Switch shop. So right. I might have to go back and buy them there. And one, and one, I will say one kick in the nuts about this whole thing as well is that when it comes to like some of the stuff in the 3DS shop or the Wii U Virtual Console, whatever, is there's a good handful of those games that I would anticipate probably being brought up at some point. You know what I mean? Like the like the notable stuff, like you know, like any Mario stuff, Zelda stuff, whatever. What the real kick in the nuts is going to be is some of those other Nintendo IPs that don't get as much love. Those are the ones that are going to get left behind. Yeah. Or, like, some other, like, not necessarily Nintendo IPs that are just fun games that you can buy that are also going to get left behind. Like, one franchise that, you know, I am I was always a fan of. Shout out to Zach for picking up a game for me not long ago. is Mega Man Battle Network. Every single one of those games is on that virtual console. Like, for example, like, you know, once this console's closed, you're not going to be able to get those anymore. You're going to have to get lucky and try to find the games. Like, Zach find, found one for me. I'm going to be honest. Battle Networks are everywhere. I've literally found the entire series. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's just there There are those X amount of games that are just going to get completely left behind. Meanwhile, there are going to be others that obviously will probably get ported up at some point. Uh, but there there is that handful that's going to get left behind. And that's what sucks about Because, I mean, that virtual console on the Wii U, dude, it is actually legit. There is a, so many great games I was about to say, that was, when I saw that, that was the one I was sort of more concerned about. The 3DS one, I was like, eh, okay. It's been there. It hasn't been updated in years. For the most part, it's it, what it is. The virtual console was the one that I thought was the big hit because that does have a lot of like two or three generation games that haven't been ported up and may never get ported up. Yeah, and with the direction of what they're doing with the uh, Switch Online stuff, virtual console's done, obviously. Unless, yeah. they, unless they flip the script and they change their mind on it. But, I mean, with how they have the expansion pass thing set up, um, I mean, the virtual console is, is done, uh, and it's just going to be whatever's going to come with the expansion pass now. Which, you know, with the expansion pass is very interesting with how they are handling it because uh, when it came to the Mario Kart DLC you guys said about, that's part of the expansion pass now, as well as the Animal Crossing one that we saw. So it's just, it's interesting what Nintendo's doing with their Switch Online service. Uh, And, you know, they're still set to be like more, you know, consoles added eventually, at least Game Boy. I'm, you know, it's going to, that's coming eventually. All right. I mean, there's, for me personally, there's way too many credible sources that are saying, Yes, this is like this is happening. It's just a matter of when Nintendo wants to do it. Everything else, though, I'm not you know just like hey, take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I will say hopefully with when the, like 
the Wii U shop and the 3DS shop, hopefully when they're shut down, some of the ones that were exclusive to those consoles, at least like the like the digital uh, purchase of them, hopefully those move up fairly soon. Mm-hmm. At least it's just a purchase. It's like you know you don't got to do anything fancy, but just put the game on the other on the Switch online. It's like or put it on the on the store. It's like because I mean, if Nintendo's proven anything. Their customers will buy the same games over and over again. <laughs> That's so if a you fact. Put it, if you put it on the current version of the console, we'll buy it again. Yep. Yeah, I agree 100%. It, it, it does kind of baffle me that we're, what, this is the sixth year in the Switch's lifespan, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixth or fifth. And, um, you know, some some of these aren't up. It does kind of baffle me because it's just like, that's just so much money. That but you, you know what you we do got? Hmm. Labo. We do. We do have Labo. <laughs> hey, Labo sold. Labo sold okay. You know, selling you cardboard, but hey, whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've seen a Labo in a store in a couple years. You think you can even still buy it? That's a great question. Let me look. Probably. I mean, you probably, probably can somewhere. But I'm just curious because I don't ever see it on shelves anymore. So it's definitely not a big push. Yeah, it did have its uh, run there where I saw it on shelves all the time, but you're right. I have not seen it in quite some time. Give us a moment as we look up cardboard. Uh, yeah, I mean, I found it on Amazon, you know, 80 bucks, uh, 30 bucks for the drive kit. Uh, that's the uh, that's the yeah. Toy-Con Set 3, the vehicle drive kit. I'm just, I'm shocked by <laughs> Zach's shocked expression. Did you forget it's Nintendo we're talking about? They're selling premium cardboard. Oh, and here's on Amazon for 180 bucks the Nintendo Labo Toy-Con Set 4, the VR kit. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Toy-Con uh, Set 2, the robot kit. How is it 2022 and we're still talking about Labo? <laughs> because it's a joke that I can never let Nintendo live down. I that they managed to sell cardboard to people. I've said before, Nintendo can sell anything. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't matter what it is. They're, they're, their fan base is going to buy it. If you slap a Nintendo logo on it. That's true. That's don't. true. <laughs> He's thinking about it. All right, we're moving on before he, before he throws it out. All right, where do, where do we want to jump to, boys? We got Dynasty Warriors, uh, some more Lost Ark stuff, or Horizon. I mean, I'll hit Dynasty Warriors first because that's probably going to be the easiest. I mean, it's a Dynasty Warriors game. Yeah, it's Warriors. Yeah. I mean, it's an, it's an Empire's version. I mean, we haven't got a Dynasty Warriors game in a couple years. We did get Samurai Warriors last year, which was a nice uh, breath of air. Um, overall, I'm having fun with it, but the big thing with it is a Dynasty Warriors game. Like, half the world hates Dynasty Warriors for some reason. I don't know why, but they do. And even the portion of the fan base, like, hates one of the games for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Because mechanics change and things like that. The weird thing about this one is they kept the open world thing in it, which I was hoping was going to be a little bit better, but Koei Tecmo still doesn't really know what to do with an open world. I mean, it's there. The scenery is somewhat nice, but compared to other games, it's not the greatest. It's probably like a generation down graphics-wise. I mean, some spots look really nice if you have a good TV and high graphics set. Mm-hmm. Um the main thing from this that I really got was that, at least for this series, is it brought back the standard battlefield, uh, well, sort of standard, a single battlefield maps versus a nine, which was just all open world. They hard committed to open world. There was no set maps. You run around everywhere. And, like, the battles felt, it. Did, I mean, it felt like a battle, but it was very weird because you just slowly took camps over while you moved to a city you had to go conquer. 
it didn't really feel like you were far part of a whole real big battle. This one you do got soldiers running around and everything. And then just, of course, how I say empires is it's, it's more or less fantasy hack and slash. You just build your favorite team of characters to go kill a bunch of other people and conquer China, which is, it's enjoyable for people, fans of that game, just being able to team build and things like that. Um, they actually really hit the political system real well in this one. Gave a lot of bit more focus on it. Made it feel actually sort of important and actually f- good feel to it. Versus usually it's just, eh, whatever, I'm going to just kill everybody. <laughs> Overall, I'm enjoying the game. If you're a Dynasty Warriors fan, I'd say give it a try. I would not suggest getting the $100 version unless you're a maniac. Unless you're a real diehard. I mean, and if you're still unsure, there's literally a demo out there you can actually pick up and try oh, it. Good. Uh, see if you like the mechanics in this one and whatnot. But overall, I'm having fun with it. I'm enjoying Empires. Um, only downsides is still not util- utilizing the open world very well. If you choose to be a free officer, you're sort of screwed on XP unless you want to go run around the open world. Uh, creating your own characters has suffered a little bit. It's still fun, but it sort of sucks you can't easily acquire other people's created characters because that was actually very fun to mess with that other edit, edited people's characters. That's mainly it. So, I mean, it's an enjoyable game, though, if it's a, you're a fan of Dynasty games. So, uh, Side note on that, because I, I never asked you, John, what's your what's your hype level or interest level on Three Hopes? Three Hopes? Yeah, the Fire Emblem Fire Warriors. Fire Emblem Warriors game. Yeah. Um, I mean, when it comes closer, I'll be able to tell you a little more. Uh, it's... I'm a I'm a little far separated from three houses mm-hmm. at the moment, so I'll probably give that a play again <clears throat> sometime soon, and then after playing it again, I'll probably be more excited. But for now, I mean, it looks like a Warriors game with Fire Emblem characters. Okay, my main thing about it is I'm just happy that uh, that three houses cast we get another chance to do something with them, even if it is in Warriors format, you know, because I, I personally fully expect like the next new Fire Emblem to just be like, you know, obviously a whole new, whole new cast, a whole new game, essentially not a, any sort of continuation. So well, I'm glad to see this cast gets another chance. My to only do something. slight concern with this is, excuse me. You're welcome. Uh, I mean, it looks good. It's a Warriors game. I'll probably enjoy it just because it's a Warriors game. Actually, I take that back. Hyrule, the first Hyrule Warriors, I didn't enjoy too much, but I'm more than likely. Oh, really? Yeah, it was all right. Um, I'm gonna. Be, my big thing with the Warriors games is cast. Yep. I mean, I hope there's gonna be a f- few more playable characters than our three main house leads, which I assume is gonna focus on them, because even with that, it didn't. It seemed like they were gonna three me the main three focus. It didn't even seem like Byleth was a playable character at the time during that trailer. I mean, it showed Byleth for a moment. But it only actually showed gameplay of our three house leaders, Edelgard, uh, Spear Dude, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Dimitri. Dimitri, and then... Uh, Claude. Claude. Yeah. Man, if, uh, you know, the cast is my main concern as well, because my first question is, like, are we going to actually have the full cast here? I don't think I so. I would assume not. Like, are, like how, how many characters from each house... Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get the Ashen Wolves by chance? Are we gonna get other people from the from the monastery? Well, I mean, well here's the thing: it is an alternate timeline. So, yeah. 
we can't be for sure which characters are going to be around because since it is an alternate timeline, some of the things that we know from playing Three Houses and whatnot could have flipped the other way. So characters who lived could be dead now. Other characters could have never ended up in the area for whatever one reason or another. Something else they could do is they, it's like, I mean, they have, they have all the data for people playing through the game. Mm -hmm. They, it's like, they very well could just take like some of the top, top characters that everybody recruited during their playthroughs or most used characters and just slap them in there and be like, people will probably enjoy this. I mean, that's true. They liked playing them here. They'll probably like playing them in, in this warriors type setting. But then again, it could be kind of like what you said, where they're like, some of the characters you like aren't going to be here. Play with these ones instead. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it more or less depends on whether they're going to want to focus on um, public thought of favorable characters or if they're going to more focus on actually telling this alternate story and making characters work in it versus just throwing in, hey, we have this character everyone really likes here. Right, yeah. Yeah, because I'm looking at like the full character list right now for three houses. It, it would. It's a massive list. It is. I mean, like, and uh, I mean, we could possibly actually see all the characters. Yeah. I just highly doubt all of them would ever be playable. Yeah, and I, I could agree to that. So it's just narrowing down like who all would be playable yeah. exactly. Because I mean, like, there's 50 plus characters that I'm looking at between our three main houses, the DLC, the church characters, some of the main antagonists, and some of the main support characters. Yeah. So. That's where it gets a little sketchy. I mean, and again, from the little bit of focus we got is it's going to be focused on the main three heads and their sort of weird possible combined faction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Out of all the house characters, I just ask, you know, just give me a couple. Like, give me a Lysitia because she would be an absolute monster. Uh, Sylvain would be cool as well as Petra. I couldn't tell you because I haven't touched that series in three years because I barely remember any of their names. I think his name's Rufus. Rufus. Did you do Golden Deer? Yeah. Then Raphael. Raphael. Is that, yeah, yeah. Raphael. Oh, that'd be I love Raphael. I would love him to be in the Again, game. Again, I haven't touched the game, so I barely remember any of their names at the moment. I'm very fresh on the game right now. <laughs> I haven't been playing it, but someone else has been playing it. So like and they're hitting me up constantly, you know, needing help or wanting or hyping something cool up because they're playing for the first time. So I'm very fresh on the game right now. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited for it. Just like I said, because just uh, for the opportunity to have something with that cast again, you know, in some capacity. Because you know, I, I've, I think like privately, like I think me and you, Zach, it was. I think we talked about like, oh, would they ever do uh, another, you know, Fire Emblem like a sequel to Three Houses? Yeah. It's like that'd be very tough because they have to really probably commit to one of those routes being canon. Yeah, and I mean, I sort of take sort of like their take that they decided on is doing a alternate yeah. history. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that would probably be for the best. Considering again, you would have to hard commit to one of the four routes. Yeah. So, uh, I'll hop over to Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, like I said earlier, I've dumped about probably thirteen hours into this so far, uh, having a very good time. The first the first thing that I will say that the game does I think very well is that it it introduces itself in a way where I feel like someone who has not played Zero Dawn could pick up this game and play it and enjoy it. Uh, that's one thing that I feel like it does pretty well. Uh, kind of like, kind of like uh, my review on Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread did that very, 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 very well. Where you could get Dread and be your first Metroid game and be able to play it and follow the story because Nintendo knows that a lot of people didn't play the previous games. Because this is Metroid Dread. I think is the fifth 
Metroid game in that story. They know they didn't play the other four. So that game sets itself up very well where, like, anyone could pick it up and you know what's happening. Zero Dawn, I mean, uh, Forbidden West does that as well. Not as well as Dread. It gives you, like, a, I don't remember how long, like, a three to five minute, like, intro, like, video narrated by Silence where he basically kind of goes through the plot of Zero Dawn for the most part. Mm -hmm. So that that is very helpful um, for someone that has not played Zero Dawn and might have interest in Forbidden West because all the insane hype behind it right now. I would say between that and maybe do some quick YouTube just to get a couple of aspects about the first game and most notably like some characters like Ted Farrow like Elizabeth Sobeck more details on them as well as like what Gaia is and all the sub functions all that would probably be pretty handy info and then you can jump into this game right Uh, and also with the like getting you like into the game for new players like the tutorial is very good for that because of how they do it, where it's just like you're, you know, Aloy, a very established, you know, pretty intelligent character, very strong, whatever. But, like, the way that the tutorial sets up where it's teaching you how to play the game, essentially, is is because she's teaching Varl about how to use the focus and everything because Varl caught up to her or whatever because it's six months past the first game. So she gives him a focus and is now teaching him how to use the focus and everything. So it's just like you as the player are being taught by Aloy, like Aloy is currently teaching Varl. So that's the first thing that I want to say is that it does a great job at introducing the game in that capacity. So if you have not played Zero Dawn, I say you could probably play this one. Other than that, gameplay, obviously very fluid, better than the previous game. Uh, One complaint that I still have that a lot of people had as one of their main complaints from the first game that is improved on is like the climbing aspect. Like, you know, in the first game, it was very, very limited to, like, certain, like, yellow marks on the wall, whatever, and it was very limited on how much you could climb. It still has that that sort of um, approach, unfortunately, uh, where you can only climb at certain points, but it is a lot more than it was before. Thanks so you, for the grappling hook thing. The pool caster is great. I do like that thing a lot, but, again, that thing only works for certain areas, which, again, is a knock, in my opinion. Um you know, if they would take a more of an approach like a Breath of the Wild where you could literally climb on anything, I think that would have been a lot better for the game. That's probably a lot of people feel as well. And the pool caster, while it's like a really cool aspect that was introduced, um, it's very limited. You know what I mean? Like you have to find literally certain points to use it. And yeah. those points are not as common, in my opinion, as being able to climb on anything, you know, you hit your focus and you can see like the yellow lines highlighting on mountains all pretty, pretty much everywhere where you can kind of climb pull caster, not as much, but it is still fun to use uh, as well as the glider. The glider is fun to use as well. That's also another quality of life thing from the first game. Uh, combat's uh, more, a lot more detailed in my opinion, a lot more combos you can unlock. And that's another thing that they really revamped as well as the skill tree. The skill tree is, is massive. I mean, you have the six different areas that you can go through and there's so, and it goes down so far for how much you can really upgrade Aloy, including like special enhancements where it's like, I forgot how they called it in the game, but it's it's like a special ability essentially that you can only, you can only have one at a time. And there's like each skill each set of skill tree has different ones that you can access because you have like the infiltrator skill tree, like the machine master, the hunter, the warrior, whatever, right? Uh, and each one you can unlock different ones. So right now, the one that I'm using is one from the uh, from the hunter tree where it's like rapidly increases my ability to use the bow. Like, you know, and, you know, it sends off, like, when you activate, like, a little cut scene of where she'll, like, drink something or do this or do that. So, like, in my case, she puts on face paint. So, for this 
ability, like, you know, she does this thing where it's like all of a sudden she has like purple and black face paint and I can now, you know, use the bow unbelievably fast. All righty. So I, I send the face paint. Do what? So what's in the face? See, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, but I mean, so that I, I do, I do like that. Or you can get like something to help you out in the fights, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm currently playing on normal difficulty because I'm a bitch and I like to enjoy my games, but still have a challenge to it. And just like Zero Dawn, which we I did mention a couple weeks back, where Josh gave up on the normal difficulty and to bring it down to easy, uh, it still is difficult at normal, which is fun, you know, and it does not make me want to go to a higher difficulty. That's for sure. Not until I get to a new game plus, then then I'll feel a little bit more confident. I'm a bitch. Not the point, though. Well, then he's going to play normal without being frustrated. It, it is frustrating. Uh, so, some of the new, ro- like, I feel like every time I get introduced to one of the new machines, they now become my new most hated machine. Like every time. I mean, that's probably why it sort of lines them up. Yeah, like, and well, like you know, and in terms of uh, you know how I've encountered them, it's. I haven't necessarily gone like a like a perfect staircase sort of way where I keep getting like the bigger one each time. It's just like, all right, here's like a smaller one that's kind of annoying, and then it's like here's a massive one that I run into, and then here's a little bit smaller one that really pisses me off because of how much like, um, like so where I'm at right now, okay, because uh, I mentioned this to you guys before I started. So like right when I go to turn the game on again, I'm gonna probably hate my life for probably about thirty to forty five minutes. Uh, so I, you know, I'm doing a quest line. Okay. But what I'm about to fight, I already happened to accidentally bump into earlier before I got the quest line. So like once I got the quest and I got into where I was going, I'm, I stopped and I'm like, fuck, I know where this is going. I know what I'm going to have to fight. I'm fighting some new giant machine called a rock breaker. And this thing is unbelievably massive and just burrows in the ground constantly. And it, and it, destroyed me in like 20 seconds when I accidentally bumped into it. I'm just minding my business exploring the world. And then all of a sudden this big thing, I, I get into this large, like, like almost like don't like a uh, Coliseum esque area. And all of a sudden music starts playing. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is that? And I just start seeing like, just crawl on the ground and then just jumps into the ground. Like, Oh, well that's fucking terrifying. So I'm about to die. Basically. That's cool. Uh, fought a giant turtle. That thing took me about 25 minutes to kill. Uh, so that was cool. See, this doesn't sound bad to me because this literally just sounds like my Shadow of the Colossus days. That would probably be pretty accurate. Uh, they have like a new kangaroo one that really makes me mad too. Those are like small little ones, but they really make me mad because when I was fighting them in a cauldron, I found out that they can they have like a whip that they can throw at you and grab you and pull you towards them. I didn't know that was like thing when I first encountered them because I happened to kill them pretty quickly. But when it happened to me, it caught me off guard. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? They can pull me? Uh, but I mean, you know, in terms of like the game itself, uh, like the story, the story is obviously still very interesting. You know, right when you jump into the game, you're in, I don't, I don't know what area you're in. It's just like the starting prologue area. I mean, you leave it once you're done, obviously, but Aloy's main purpose obviously is trying to rebuild Gaia, you know, the terraforming system that it's going to essentially save the world. And when you think you find it, it's a copy, essentially. It's not even a copy. It's it's a fake is when you first find it. Uh, you get to return to Meridian very briefly, and then you're going to start to make your way out west uh, because that is where silence have went. That is where the threat has gone, whatever, right? And your whole purpose is trying to rebuild Gaia and, you know, essentially save the world. Like you, f- Because she founds out that Hades is still alive. You find Hades very quickly, by the way, and actually kill Hades. So Hades is dead. Hades is not Hades is not the problem in this game like he was in the first game. Hey John. 
You have any idea who that is? Um, it's I'm, one of the sub functions. I'm very confused. I know right you are. Now. I know you are. He Hades said, he is said one Hades of the sub functions. I'm thinking of God of War three. He said Hades, and I thought the same thing. And now he said sub function. I went, <laughs> okay. all right. Okay, so this is why people should at least look up some information because me yes. and John are chilling here. I'm, and go yes. like, I don't know what he's See, saying. See, me talking about this, I feel like I'm more talking to the listeners that are more like interested in Forbidden West because I, I know just, you guys have not played it. I was just going to let him go, and I'm just going to picture him fighting a Greek god. <laughs> <laughs> so with the sub-functions for the people listening or for you boys, so Gaia is the terraforming system, all right? And then there's all the different sub-functions that are named after gods, you know, like there's one called Poseidon, obviously Hades, and others. Um, right. Yes. <laughs> and each sub-function has a different purpose for basically rebuilding Earth, okay? Like Poseidon, obviously, God of Water, its whole purpose is purifying the water on the planet. Don't you mean Poseidon? Yes. Uh, Why are you killing the sub-functions? Okay, if they're supposed to fix the planet. You're Man, not you're very. You're doing this very backwards. <laughs> okay, the only sub function that had to be killed was Hades because Hades went off the deep end. As far as you know, yes. Uh, you know, there's one that literally creates humans. I forgot what it was called. You just set up the third game. That one I think was in the first game. <laughs> so where where. Where I'm at now, where it kind of really kicks off, I feel like the majority of the plot is that you have now found a, essentially a seed of Gaia, an actual copy of Gaia, but Gaia doesn't, but this copy doesn't have all of its subfunctions. So you essentially need to rebuild Gaia and collect the different subfunction data files. So that is where I'm at in the game, where I have three different missions to go collect three different of the subfunctions that they were able to detect. Uh, there are a few that are detected, but they, you know, they're but don't know where they are, and there's few that is completely off the grid. So, has it told you how many subfunctions there are? I think they're. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's addressed in the first game, but all, the number off the top of my head, I don't remember. So uh, is it the number that's usually in Olympus? It probably is. That'd be my guess. I I, I don't I don't remember off the top of my head how many there were. Um, but, you know, each serve their own purpose for essentially rebuilding the Earth. And then there's other plot points in the game where, you know, obviously with how the game is set up and like this um, like this old sort of vibe to it with machines kind of running around, you do get to encounter um, a set of individuals that are very, very futuristic. Um, like they are very clearly like, like from the far future. Like they even talk about VR. They talk like normal people and like everyone else in the game, you know. Um, like, you know, so there's a whole new dynamic there. So they're present looking people or they're people who are cyborgs? Basically like cyborgs. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, you do in Gaia kind of, you know, takes a guess where they're from because when you, when you're in that first prologue area, you're going to, uh, far Zenith is where it is the area that it's called. And basically what you find out there is that there was this, uh, there's a ship, the Odyssey, that was kind of like an Andromeda situation where they're going to another galaxy, another planet sort of vibe, you know? And to Aloy's understanding, it didn't make it. Uh, it crashed before it even left the planet, left planet Earth, right? Uh, but once you, you know, resurrect Gaia, essentially, which is just an AI, right? Uh, Gaia starts to kind of, you know, estimate that Odyssey did actually make it and the people from Far Zenith set it up where it's like it made you think that it crashed because far zenith and our characters that built everything with the zero dawn they were not on good terms at all 
like Elizabeth Sobeck and then everyone over at Farzina, they did not like each other in the slightest. So basically the people of Farzina, the, you know, ancestor or whatever, made it seem like their ship crashed and never made it. But in actuality, they did make it. And they're the ones who, from X amount of million light years away, set out the uh, signal back over to the zero to Hades and the Zero Dawn Project, which basically set everything the way that it is where life was eliminated three different times. So the plot the plot thickens essentially, including they have their own clone of Elizabeth Sobeck because that's obviously what Aloy is is a clone of Elizabeth Sobeck, but they also have their own clone. Spoilers. It's like two. It's like two hours in the game. So spoilers. It's like two hours in the game. All right. I'm not revealing in game say, stuff. When, when did you find out Aloy was apparently a clone in Zero Dawn? Uh, probably seventy five percent in. Spoilers, but again, I mean that's look. That's not a spoiler to me too much because it, it's in the territory of that game came out in like 2017. It just got released a couple months ago on PC. Kiss Correct. my ass. <laughs> Kiss my there ass. There are PC players you may not know. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass, man. I'm one of those. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you see, you've talked I'm about also zero. Not gonna play. It. Exactly. You you've openly Probably. said that you're not gonna play it. So, and at this point, like if you don't know. It's your own fault at this point. It really is. I mean, there's other ways that you can find out the the plot points about like watching playthroughs or YouTube videos or whatever. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's a thing, you know. I mean, like literally all the marketing is around this. Like, fuck you, Zach. <laughs> uh, but it is very fun. Um, it you know, if you're a fan of like open world games, then this game is very overwhelming because like when it comes to open world games, like Horizon for me always felt very overwhelming compared to others that I've played because like right when you get kind of into the game and you start like unlocking uh, like, you know, basically the ways to unlock the further parts of the map. I was going to say what they were, but then you're just going to be like, what the fuck is that? Um, so how is that going to be any different than the last 15 minutes? Think of it. Oh, that's true. And whenever you get, whenever you access the tall necks, there you go. That's how you get the map. A giraffe? Uh, yeah. They're called, yeah, they're just called tall necks. Okay. They're just gigantic giraffe machines that just walk in a circle in an area, and you get on the top of their head, and you override them, and then you get the map. Thank you, Assassin's yeah, Creed, for this bullshit. Say, I feel like yep. that was a softball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like you know, once you get the map, like it literally just highlights almost everything. Like like ten thousand fucking question marks all around the map. It's like unknown, unknown. This is unknown location. You should go to it. It's like Jesus Christ. There's so much to do. You know, you see all the other tall necks. You'll get the rest of the map uh, plus all of like the cauldrons, which is what creates the machines. It, essentially, like just dungeons. Essentially, um, you know, it, it is very overwhelming, but in a good way uh, of just how much there is to do. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to exploring the rest of the map just because, uh, you know, obviously with this game, you do get to go to like the San Fran area, which is in the, like the promotional art and everything. Um, uh, apparently also you get to go to Vegas. So that's cool. Vegas is on the map. Um, Spoilers. it's, it's literally two hours yes. in the game. <laughs> uh, cause it's one of the, the sub functions. Uh, apparently Poseidon is currently in, uh, Vegas. It's literally in the mission. Like dialogue, it's like, oh, it's in the ruins of Las Vegas. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool, I guess. I mean, if you don't want Poseidon to do his job, I mean, that's a good spot to put him. That's a damn good point. <laughs> so, I mean, I've I've enjoyed I've I've enjoyed it. I, I mean, like I said, I'm 13 hours in. I literally feel like I haven't even 
I'm maybe like 8% into the game, dude. There's because there, I, I keep getting sidetracked. There's just so much shit to do, so much shit to explore, all the different, uh, you know, unknown locations and, you know, trying to level up to go do the cauldrons because the cauldrons can be pretty, pretty difficult. I completed one earlier where I had to battle two, um, I forgot, I forgot what their machine is called, but it's basically two hippos. Those things are very irritating. I'm not a fan of those at all. Luckily, you weren't a vampire. Fuck off. <laughs> Oh god, that that will still be one of the best jokes that we've ever had. Uh, yeah, and and Josh was just gonna gloss over it, like like it wasn't even a big deal. It's like, oh, it's like you're a vampire. It's like, oh, well, I can't kill you. But anyway, then he ends up killing her. But she's a vampire. How do you how do you kill her? It's like, well, you threw a hippo on top of her. It's like, what? It's like, how does that even make sense? <laughs> uh, but I mean, it is very fun so far. Uh, I'm really, I'm very much enjoying it. I'm looking forward to hopping back into it later. Besides having to fight that that rock breaker. Uh, that thing it it kicked my ass because I did after it killed me in like twenty seconds the first time I did try to go to rematch it and then it killed me again in twenty seconds and I'm like okay I'm leaving I'm done here I got a little a few words of advice for you just get good <laughs> I'm working on it <laughs> Man, he got so invested when I started when I held my hand up <laughs> I am working on it I yeah I'm definitely working on it but. Uh, anyway, uh, what about uh, Lost Ark? You, uh, you know, now you've jumped into it because I think when you did, I said last episode, you hadn't played it yet, right? No, I was like two hours. Out. Okay, so now you now you're now you're getting deep into it. You're addicted to it, like you have a legitimate addiction. So I don't know if I would say addiction. I was, I wouldn't say addiction either. He gets off and plays Rocket League for like an hour or two before getting back on Rocket League, his love hate game. I'd take a break from Lost Ark to play Rocket League and eat. Okay, all right, and go to work. Yeah. That's debatable. <laughs> that is debatable. Uh, before you dive into it, uh, one little fun fact for you is Lost Ark is now the third most popular game in Steam history, only behind PUBG and Counter Strike. And it, I mean, it's only been a, I mean, been a week since we talked about it last time, but uh, maintained uh, like every day one point one or higher million p- concurrent players, which is wild. Uh, which I I believe I think New World. Like hit its peak there, but I think it died off. Yeah, after, like within a week. Pretty, I mean, it's stabilized. It's stabilized now, but yeah, it only really hit that numbers during like its peak first two weeks. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Lost Ark holds its momentum there. Which I feel like it should because it's free to play versus New World. You actually had to buy into the, it. One of the big things I've said with it, plus every everything I've in, I've seen in the game so far, like from player interaction and the chat and everything. Not really any negative or much negative going on there. I was about to say, the most negative I see is just the gold. Oh, yeah. Gold sellers, which is par for the course for these games like this. Yeah. Uh, Somewhat going off of the word he kept using for... uh, For Ben and Wes? That's that. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. Uh, Overwhelming a sense uh, is kind of what I've been feeling a little bit. Uh, I've been feeling a little overwhelmed with because uh, uh, last week after after we did last week's episode, I, I hit uh, went home and hit fifty uh, either that night or the next day, mm-hmm. and uh, then it the game kind of just unlocks once you uh, once you progress through the story to the point where you get to uh, uh, the I think it's North Vern continent, mm-hmm. and you get to you get to the the basically the little hub town of Vern, whereas that's where all of your 
or the main point where you get access to all of your in-game activities. Different, like the uh, Chaos Dungeons, Abyssal Dungeons, Guardian Raids, and all that. It's all in one spot as well as on the other side of the town. There's all the places to upgrade your uh, gear and all that. So it's a little overwhelming there because you suddenly, when you hit 50, you, like this giant list of alarms for every in-game event pops up. That, I mean, you can easily turn them all off, but suddenly you qualify to interact with a lot of these, a lot of these events that you couldn't really take part of before. Uh, but I've, I've spent the day today pretty much just sailing around, doing island adventures, doing it, and uh, then progressing through the story some. But I've I've been having a blast with it. I think last week I was saying it was. I think I, I fell upon like a an eight hesit a high or hesitant eight at the yeah. time. At this point, like twice the time I had in. Not really looking at stopping right now. I'd say it's a strong nine for me right now. Strong nine, like that. I was about saying. I think that's what Keontae said at the time when he had like fifty hours or something in. I mean, me. Yeah, I heard he went on. I heard he was on a grind. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that he he was invested. Yeah. Versus me, I mean, I went the opposite path. I still haven't hit fifty just because I've been going slow at it and playing empires. I I've gone the path of do the adventure tome while I level. So. I'm 90%ing most of the Venture Tones because I need some songs or whatnot to finish them off and collecting Makoka seeds. So I spend most of my time scouring the maps. Yeah, he's he's doing all the collection events, and I'm I'm just kind of going through it. I'm like, ah, I'll come back to that at some point. I might do it. I mean, if you want the friggin' Igna tokens, you are. Well, yeah, I mean, when I say I might do it, I'll do it when I, when I kind of need to. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so far, I mean... The, I'm I'm still in the tier one in game content, uh, and I've hit the point in the story where I have to progress to. I think I have to progress to tier two, to be able to progress the story. Anywhere. So here's my question with that because, I've been seeing a bunch of what is this tier thing? Because I so, because apparently there's some sort of block from tier two to tier four. Yeah. So the different tiers is. When you first start it, you have tier one unlocked. And tier one, to enter your tier one, like Chaos Dungeon, which is <coughs> go to bread and butter, just get it done and jump into it, get it done in five minutes. You get two of them a day. Uh, basically, you go, you spawn into a zone, and you have to kill enough enemies within the time limit to raise it to 100%. So it's just a zone. You, you kill them to like 19%, you can go to a new zone. Kill them to like 60%, go to the next one. And then sometimes you get a boss wave in between where you just the zone is just killing a boss. Uh, but from there, you once you do those, you get uh, the loot changes from having. Uh, it, it'll be different. So instead of saying like level forty two gear, it'll just say tier one. And then, uh, if you dismantle that material, you get some of the upgrade materials for it. And when you do the Chaos Dungeons or Guardian Raids, you get a lot of the m upgrade materials. And then to advance your, your gear score any higher, you have to take those materials with the upgrade materials and go through the upgrade process for them where you, it's called honing it. And your gear score goes up by like 20 every time you do it. 
and uh, to progress from tier one to tier two, it has like five little sub tiers in it where you can do it goes from like 250, I think it's 250, 340, or 250, 302, 340, or something like that. Uh, so it, it progressively gets higher, and then you, you get rarer and rarer uh, loot from it, basically. So you go from the blue gear to purple gear to legendary gear. Gotcha. And then you just basically keep the honing process going as you do kind of your various in-game activities. And when you when you hit the gear score requirement, then you can go to tier two. Uh, but it's, like I said, I'm in, I'm in tier one. I'm like halfway through tier one right now. Yeah. Uh, but I, I assume it's, you kind of hit a block. I assume from when you get to that point where you're in tier three, you kind of, you, you need to have not only gear with the stats that you need on it, but you also need like your engravings, all of your engravings set up properly and uh like your gear to actually your gear and stats to actually start being rolled how you need it to gotcha because i went into it and i mean i've just got a mixed match of whatever i have right now in tier one and it's i mean blasting through it for the most part uh which chaos dungeons i mean they're no issue i'm just i'm like mowing down everything in my in my path just to get them done daily to get all my rewards from it. Mm-hmm. Guardian raids are more fun. It's like a 20-minute Monster Hunter. Or, yeah, like a uh, Monster Hunter fight where you basically just go to an island. It's like a little circle or something, different sections of it that you have to climb to or take a take a zip line to. And you have 20 minutes to kill the boss. You get three, rev- three revives for your team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, doesn't yeah, it they're team wide, like total team revives. So it doesn't matter if doesn't matter if you have one guy that uses all three of them. He can use all three of them, and then if you die, you you're done. Dang, you at least get rewards if they manage to succeed. Yeah, if they if you go down and they still kill it, the, then after like the animation of the of the boss dying and that you it pops your character back up and you can collect your rewards. Uh but yeah, so it's like that's what I've been. That's what I've been doing, and then, like I said, I spent most of the morning do- sailing around doing different island adventures. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm stuck on needing different songs. Like I have, I think I have a chain of three islands right now where I need one. I need one song to be able to complete one, and I need the one from that one to complete the next one, and then that one to complete the next one. Well, my thing with songs is I know that I can't get any of them until I hit level fifty. So I'm literally at like the end of like most of my adventure tomes and literally just need a single song to collect like one or two things. And then I'm good. Yeah. Where mine is like, I want to, I, I, cause I got to do the ch- quest chains on the islands all the way until the final step of the last one. And it's like, play this song. And I go, I can't do that. So then I, I just, I just go to my quest track and I'm like, uncheck that one. So I don't see it anymore <laughs> until I get the song and then I'll come back. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been having a blast with it. The more I play it, the more, more fun I'm having. Trying to, uh, it's like I'm less worried about like, because last week I was just wanting to hit 50 yeah. and get to some of the end game stuff. Now I'm less worried about that. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to kind of do my own thing. It's like, I'll make sure to do my Guardian Raids and my Chaos Dungeons and Abyss Dungeons or everything, anything every day. I'll make sure to get those done, keep my stronghold going. But for the most part, I can sail around, 
do the island adventures. I want to do do like any of the, do any of the world events that happen, but kind of more chill about it now. But now it's just now it's just more just looking looking for what I want to do rather than worrying about getting to the getting to the end game. Yeah, because now I'm just like, and then I'm still progressing through the story because, but I'm I'm at the. I think I said I'm at the point where I have to hit a certain gear score requirement to go to the next zone because I'm locked out of it. That sucks. Is the story actually interesting, though? I have no idea. I was okay. about to say, I mean, from my understanding, it's somewhat interesting, but this is a classic MMO of... Just play the game. Yeah. I, I, you, okay, I, I just want to make sure. I watched the cutscenes through the tutorial, and then I, I, and I watched the cutscenes where... Certain dungeon cutscenes and certain story-related cutscenes you can't skip. Yeah. Like, story ones, it'll say can't skip story-related or something like that. And then some dungeon ones, if you try to skip them, they'll just say cannot skip newcomer in party. Oh, okay. So if, I mean, if it's a person's first time going through it, some you can't skip. But, I don't know. Some of the some of the little island adventures are I, I find more interesting than the main story stuff. I was about to say, the main story is, from what I get, is fairly generic and time of evil, good, yada, yada, yada. Gotcha. Fun stuff. Just play the game, basically. Yeah. Yeah. This is a game where I literally just turn my brain off and just go. What do I have to do today? (laughs) Yeah. It's demons invading planet. You are chosen one. Collect arc, fight demon. Okay. I was just curious. Collect collect legendary artifacts. To be able to banish the demons. Gotcha. Re- redoing the story that someone did hundreds of years ago. You know what's <laughs> funny, John, is when I first picked up Lost Ark, I meant, I forgot to mention it last week, during the whole tutorial thing and everything where you go through the island with that group and everything, and all I could think is something sketchy about this priest. <laughs> oh, man. There's nothing wrong with the priest. He's your best friend. Well, he, wants to, he wants to be. He wants to <laughs> slick his hair back. Yeah, but I would, yeah. Priest, priest, demon. Well, pretty, it's like pretty much seen from a thousand miles away the second you see the character, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he's literally the only person in the tutorial who survives with you, and you're just like, yeah, and he's the, evil, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the bad guy, it's, right? It's like the only surviving member of it with you, and then you separate, and he watches you walk away, and you go, oh, yeah, evil man. He yes. literally doesn't even wait till you're fully gone. Like, literally, your character could turn around and see that he's become a demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a hundred paces away. He's he's out of he's out of my screen. <laughs> it's like, well, time to go demon for him. Literally, what happens? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like I said, so far it's at this point the game's kind of just played, continue playing it as and do the content that I have fun doing, and then I'm I'm probably about to roll another character just to try a, try a little different experience. What's going to be the next thing you try? I keep saying Paladin, so probably Paladin. Okay. You're going to power pass it, or are you actually going to grind it out again? Probably power pass it. Probably power pass this one, and then depending on what I want to play after that, I might just grind it out. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just mainly looking for... I, f- I figure Paladin might be fun because it's about as far away from what I'm currently playing as I can get uh, <laughs> as the artillerist because artillerist I just I can stand back 
cast everything off and then don't really have to don't really have to be close to anything if I don't want to be unless I'm stand like stepping forward to use the flamethrower. But other than that, I'm like I can I can be a screen away doing and still continue to do all my damage. Uh, whereas Paladin, I'm like I'm gonna be up here helping. Versus me, I play a scrapper. I cast fist. Literally all the cat all the scrapper skills is just some variation of punching. I literally have a skill that make earth earthquake because I punch the ground. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's so far, the game has just gotten more fun for me. Uh, and, yeah, if if you haven't played it yet, I mean, game's free. I mean, it's free to play. Yeah. Give it a shot. Free to try or free to play. No no need for any cash shop nonsense. Mm-hmm. Did you ever buy that $11 thing? No, I, have, I haven't ended up buying it. I haven't. I don't know. I, I thought about it, but I haven't needed to yet, or haven't really felt the urge to. I mean, you literally can and just get all the rewards at this point. Oh yeah. I mean, I could, but I I also haven't needed. I haven't hardly even looked at the shop for the most part. Fair enough. That actually brings up uh, a question because uh, I was just chit chatting with uh, just a guy at work, whatever, and we were we we mentioned Lost Ark, and you know he asked me, it's like uh, you know how much does it feel like you have to pay to really do a lot of stuff in the game. I was just like, I couldn't tell you, no. dude. I've only played like an hour or so. Yeah. Like, how much do you get that feeling? None. Don't. Okay. It's I mean, a, it's a completely free-to-play game. You can pay to win to help get your gear score up quickly, from my understanding, or to level quickly. But, I mean, it's a fairly easy free-to-play game. You yeah. literally don't have to put a dollar in it. Okay. I mean, it's it's like I did. The, I had the Founders Pack, so I got their, like, their paid, like, aura like the crystalline aura that it is. I don't I don't really know what all the benefits are. The the main thing I know is it's I think it's a little more like natural recovery and then you don't have to pay to fast travel. Yeah, fast travel's cheaper, you unlock your pet inventory. Um which I've used a total of one time cuz my bag filled up. Yeah. Um yeah, more or less it just makes it's more or less just it's quality like, of life yeah, stuff. It's like gotcha. The, it's like That's the good. convenience fee. It's one of those things where it's like if you're gonna be playing it, people would look at it and be like, Well, why not? Right. But it's I mean, so far I haven't really seen any of it necessary. That's and good. That's good to hear. Yeah. And I mean it's outside of like the Guardian raid so far, it's kinda everything I've seen is gonna just go in. Doesn't doesn't really matter what you're playing or you don't got to worry too much about anything, at least at the content that I'm at. Guardian Raids, you still got to pay attention a little bit because they start, I mean, from the first one to the second one, like the first one that you encounter and then like the next level of the Guardian Raid, it was a, it was already like a fairly stark contrast because the first like boss that you go against, mm-hmm. it's just, it's like a big bear that, just like charges forward or like slashes in front of him and stomps the ground. The next one, when he gets when he goes into angry mode, he like he does this like this giant cone ice roar that will hit you from really far out. Like slap jumps and hits a big cone out in front of him as well. That'll hurt you. It's giant AOE that's like almost almost feels undodgeable. I got a question for you, John. Did you know that there's a counter system in the combat? Yeah. Okay. I don't think the artillery has to have a counter. I mean, it's quite possible. It was just one of those random things I saw upon that. Apparently, there's this system in the game where 
there's skills that have yeah. counter in it that say yes. And if you use that skill versus a boss's very particular skill, which usually has a blue aura, you'll actually stun them and stop their attack for, for like a moment. Yeah, it's, it's especially great during Guardian raids because you'll see them start, you'll see it start happening. And then, like, when someone does it, it'll stun the boss. And then you'll get a little notification in chat saying, like, whoever successfully, successfully uh, countered the boss. And then you get a nice little DPS window. Yeah, Scrapper, I think, has like two or three counters. I can't remember. Yeah, I was I was looking through. I don't know if the artillerist actually has one. If he does, I'm not using it. Or I'm not worried about it. Someone else will do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to lay down flames, everybody. You yeah. can hit the counter. Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, in, in all that, I've been playing with my buddy who's playing a gun lancer, and he's like, uh, he's been learning his like his taunts and his his uh like counters and everything. He's getting pretty good at it. So I mean, he's his success ratio on it has has skyrocketed since we started. He's playing the stand behind me class. Yeah, but uh yeah, the funny thing is we were talking we were talking about like our next characters. I'm looking at Paladin and he's looking at like uh Gunslinger and I'm like, "Okay, so we're going we're we're just swapping roles basically." Ideally. It almost sounds like back when you, Diaz, and me played Secret World. Oh, yeah. We was fucking three-man, five-man dungeons. Yeah. Refuse to refuse to go out and level anymore. We've entered the dungeon. We're staying here until we complete it. We, we <laughs> That's determination. We literally spent an entire night to get down a dungeon's mechanics, which we were barely level, high enough level for. Mm. Yeah, we were barely high enough level for a five, for it to be tough for a five-man. And, and we, we did like, it three, you know man. What? We're like, you know what? We'll just stay here and do it. I was like, it's like, I'll just, I'll just swap everything over to my, to my. All I'm gonna do is sit here and spin and taunt as much as I possibly can. <laughs> Quite literally, we literally <laughs> spent eight hours. It, we did this on two different dun- occasions too. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm just, pu- I'm putting on my most defensive taunt, like aggro based uh, set that I have. You, it's like you're on healing, you're on DPS. We're gonna stay here until it's done. <laughs> we beat the dungeon. I respect that. that we, is, beat, we beat every single dungeon as a three man. I respect that. That's determination. It was. It's one of those games, of the Holy Trinity. If you get a good set, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Which, like we said last week, this game doesn't have like the Holy Trinity. It's more of like you can go into dungeons and raids with whatever you with whatever you want to. You get some wild teams with matchmaking. Oh yeah, if you, when you just matchmake for something, you'll you, you'll get in there. You'll get two assassins and a sorceress, and it's like, all right, here we go. And then occasionally you you load in, and it's like you got gunslinger, bard, and gun lancer, and you're like, oh, we gonna have some fun now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is gonna be easy. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm having, like I said, multiple times. I'm having a blast. I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. I was about to say, I'll probably keep playing here and there. I'm doing a slow level because I'm doing all the collectibles. Fuck the collectibles. I am I mean, I don't hate how many collectibles it is. I just dislike that this is a developer that took the time and go, we're going to put one here. We're going to put <laughs> one behind. We're going to put three behind the secretive wall. These three you can't get till you hit level 50, so fuck you. <laughs> Like, literally, in the very first town you get, there's nine seeds. Two of them are behind a secret wall that you can apparently just walk through. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, there was, I, I don't remember where it is. I don't remember which town it was in, but it's like there's a 
there was there's just as well, they all have basically have a palace, but just in one of the side rooms, there's just there's a door on the side. Yeah, and it's like you. It's like normally you just walk in there, you got nothing here, but there's a door there where you can just walk through it. No, oh, yeah, no. Like in one of the dungeons, you just walk through it and then just hold. Like you start to see him, and you just if you hold your mouse over to the left and just start telling him to walk that way, he he'll go up and down this secret path, go over, and then there's like. I think three seeds over there. Yeah. And then I had to stop myself from looking for them after I found that because I was like, oh, shit, I'm just going to walk, try to walk through every door that I see. Yeah, because in the dungeons, <clears throat> all the paths are look like natural scenery that you wouldn't, it was like, oh, it's just scenery. No, you can walk and access stuff through there. Like literally in one of the dungeons, there's a whole wall that there's, it's there. The image is there, but if you just walk through it, it just disappears. Yeah, they they really go all out with uh, with like hiding things. I do I do feel you on the fuck the collectibles thing. That's how I feel with Horizon right now. It's just you know all of the different like uh, like text files and data files that you can find and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, it's just, there's just so many. Oh, yeah. He's trying to find all the Makoko seeds too. Because I'm gonna get the flower ship. There's a oh, twelve hundred and nine. Oh fuck that! And that's you're just, a brave man. I, I respect you. There's that's just one of the collectibles. Yeah, that's just one. I respect you. There's like eight there's, or nine different collectibles. Yeah, there's also world trees. Which world tree? I haven't or, found any yeah, of those yet. Well, no, you, you you get to that point when you do like all the uh, trade skills, like gotcha. forging and that. Those are ran far as far as I could tell. Random drops where you're doing it. Cool. Yeah, there's like there's world tree leaves. There's masterpieces. There's the I said them early, but the legendary hero tokens. There's the Makoko seeds. Uh, there's giants hearts. Yeah, but it, there's a collectibles tab where there's it's like there's just like six or seven things up mm. there. I don't remember the exact number. I think it's it's seven or eight. Yeah, it's like there's there's a bunch of them up there. Oh yeah, and then there's there's also just different things that you can get for. Uh, collecting them, like there's the island tokens for completing yeah. an island, which some of the islands you just go through, you do a little, qu- you do a couple little quests on them, and then you get the island token. Some of them bosses spawn on the islands, like on a timer, it's like and you can get a notification for when the island's gonna spawn, and then you go there and you f- you just keep going back and fighting the boss whenever the island pops up because it has it has a loot table on it and the island token is on the loot table. So sometimes you'll get it, sometimes you won't. This game was made definitely made by a Korean developer. <laughs> Spent 20 minutes mining an egg. <laughs> Wasn't worth it. At least now I know what to do when I get there. <laughs> I'll be back later. Well, we hit everything that was on the slate here today, uh, so I feel like we can probably wrap things up now because I'm getting kind of hungry. I like to go for some food. Okay. What about you boys? What's for dinner tonight? Uh, I don't know. I was sort of thinking Chinese again. Chinese good. I had that yesterday. What are you doing? I got leftovers from uh, from last night. Okay. Uh, Anything else you guys want to chat about before we wrap things up here? Am I good at the music? How are you guys feeling? Uh, I'm just going to keep saying it uh, like every week or every other week. If you haven't played Vampire Survivors. (laughs) Yeah, shout it out. Shout it out. Give it a (laughs) shot. It's the best $3 you'll spend. (laughs) 
No, I don't think I got anything. I didn't mess with anything that we didn't talk about. Actually, no, I take that back. I did. I forgot about this. So, uh, John, you remember how you mentioned that Tygo drum's coming to Switch? Oh, God. So it's on Xbox Game Pass. (laughs) And I picked it up. (laughs) And it's just as what you would imagine. It's just an oddball rhythm game. I played Megalovania on it. (laughs) This man's going to come in here and be the drumming king next week. (laughs) Thing is, I, I... as far as I'm aware, I cannot find any like Tyco drum controller for it. It's literally just with a controller. Oh yeah, I I could see that. I assume there is some Tyco drums controller somewhere out there. I just don't know if that ever made it to the West. I don't know. I don't think I it did. I would assume not. I assume the game is much more entertaining if you're playing it over where the Tyco drums exist over in the East. Yeah. Because playing playing a rhythm game with a controller is just not fun. It's weird. I would imagine that'd be really weird. It's, I mean, for the most part, it was actually it wasn't actually that bad with how they have the controllers, with the three controller schemes they have mm-hmm. are actually f- fairly into it for how the game is supposed to be played. Um, it's just it's not know, the same. Yeah, it's not the same. I, I should have bought those bongos. Oh, yeah, the, the Donkey Kong bongos. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to this man just going on a retro hunt, like, daily. It's not daily. Almost it's, daily. It's weekly. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I, I yeah. go. I go once, maybe twice a week at this point. Hey, you've been getting some good shit, though. Yeah, I find some good finds. Recently got the Pokemon Stadium 2 for 60 bucks. Shout out to that. Good find there. Uh, you picked up a GameCube for me. Shout out to that with F-Zero. This guy, he apparently has a list and memorized all the GameCube games he needs because I sent him a picture of, what was it? It was like, it was, Pic- it was, was Pikmin 2, Wind Waker. And Metroid Prime 2. Metroid Prime 2. Yeah. And like, you could see like the bottom of the corner of F-Zero case. And he goes, is that F-Zero? And I go, what the hell? See, the other thing that's funny about this is this man has been giving you such shit. And as soon as I going, find something he for wants. For going on a retro hunt and spending, and like, buying all this shit. And then, but then it's like, oh, oh wow, you, hey, you're there anyway. <laughs> yeah, basically. Can you grab that's it what me? it was. Because he's too much of a lazy ass to go up there himself. <laughs> that's, that, that's essentially what it was. Because, like, he was there, and I'm just like, all right, you know what? Can you grab that for me, please? <laughs> Which, m- notice how he hasn't given me shit all episode about Metroid. <laughs> yeah, you mention it normally, he, he's immediately there. Look, I was going to slide, okay, because he helped me out. <laughs> My GameCube hasn't worked for a while, so I needed a new GameCube, an F-Zero. That's a rare find. I don't remember the last time I saw an F-Zero uh, GX. Like, I really don't. It's been, God, it's been years, 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 years since I've seen one in a game exchange. I think I saw one at a pawn shop once. Okay. And the fact that it was complete in box, too, in, like, po- phenomenal condition. Oh, yeah, no, it was yeah. in real good condition. It was in great condition. So, had, had to grab it. Had to grab it. Had to grab it. So, anyway, uh, I'll hit the music. We can go ahead and get ourselves out of here. Uh, boys, last thoughts? Well, if you've made it to the end of the video, thank you very much. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help us out. If you're all watching this on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe to help us keep growing on YouTube. And all that fun stuff. And if you actually want to know when anything gets posted up, whether it be this show, Anime Plus, whenever it comes back, Terrible Football Show, if we do a talk about movies and stuff again here soon, uh, hit that bell and it'll let you know. And also don't forget about the website, sparky3.com, where you can be a member. 
for five bucks, or you can just be free. It doesn't matter. It helps us out regardless on the website. You can hit us up there as well. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, like I said, if you made it to the end of the video, thank you very much. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week for another weekly segment of Lost Ark. Yeah, at this point, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah. That's. I feel like it's just gonna be. It's gonna have its own weekly slot from now on. Uh, but yeah, do everything that they said and more. We definitely appreciate that. And of course, go check out the merch store, sparky3shop.com. Uh, the day this episode goes up on the 22nd, we will have a promo code ATFS for 25% off running until March 5th to celebrate the kickoff for season two of A Terrible Football Show, which will come out on the 3rd with our new logo, new branding, and everything that I will have revealed on the 22nd. Uh, check out the other shows and everything. Follow us on uh, socials. And of course, if you could, go join our Discord. We'd appreciate that. The invite link is down in the description below. Uh, and uh, I will be back next week. Uh, should be back next week. I may have stuff I have to do, but we'll see. Just let us, literally yeah, just let us yeah, know. I'll, I'll, You're making this harder. I know. These boys can handle it. These boys have been absolutely phenomenal. I love these, I love these guys to absolute death. They did great the last two weeks without me, uh, but I should be back next week to chat about whatever we're going to chat about, which probably will definitely not be Elden Ring because none of us give a shit about that, even though the world is set, you know, the world is unbelievably hyped for it. I mean, I can hit up Keontae. He's apparently super hyped for it. That's true. That's the only person that we've personally met that's actually hyped for this game, which is wild because of the, uh, the insane amount of hype around around the world. But I mean, the people I play with, we're just hyped about Rocket League. That's true. Anyway, uh, thanks for making it all the way in. Appreciate you guys. Until next time, see you. Bye. Bye.